Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Lainey, and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I wanted to start off by saying thank you to the people who've written in to Lainey at LaineyGossip.com and sharing their stories of, and very personal and moving stories of abuse and domestic violence in reaction to this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation. Mm. Um, And... Everybody's story is unique and everybody's story is sometimes very like heartbreaking, Mm. but it means a lot to me that in the course of this week's coverage of the situation that people want to come forward and share their experiences. And some of them are, you know, don't agree with, you know, what I'm saying. And some of them are like, keep saying what you're saying and that's okay. I mean, it's a discussion, which it's is a discussion. the most important thing about all of this. And I, you know, I have really been touched by the fact that, you know, gossip can elicit these re- reactions and these discussions. Um, and I would like to thank all of you who've sent in your stories and to encourage you to keep sending them um, because I really appreciate reading them and you sharing. It's interesting because I've actually had some really like interesting conversations with a lot of men and that has, it's been, it's been great because, you know, you speak what's in my head, but it's been great to kind of take little sound bites from what you've written and be like, why are we taking the side of the man? Like we have pictures, like it's just interesting to have yeah. these discussions with men because they actually don't really think about um, the woman's perspective very much. And it's also interesting what I've noticed too is just how much people are still so enthralled by Johnny Depp, the actor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, but Edward Scissorhands wouldn't do that. And you're sort of just, yeah. It's so, it's it's been very interesting to, uh, while my heart goes out to Amber Heard, like that's such an awful uh, situation with what's been unfolding, but also just seeing the different layers of people's reactions has been very interesting. And, And it's wonderful that people are reaching out to you and sharing their story, because I think that's the most important thing. I think people will start believing victim stories when there are more of them out there. People are, are standing up and, and, and expressing how they feel. Well, it's also like the definition of victim and who she has to be, mm. you know, and does she have to be church going, never smoked, never drank, a virgin, um, and have been beaten in view of a crowd with cameras rolling? You know, is there such thing as a perfect victim? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a trigger, I don't know if that's been, if you've heard, um, been hearing people talk about it, but people have been really bothered by the fact that she's bisexual. For some reason, that's played a part. Yeah, in that's it as played well, a part. And that the fact that, you know, and I've written in the past about the fact that, you know, there may have been some opportunism at work and, mm-hmm. you know, marrying for connections and the advantage of marrying a movie star like Johnny Depp. Um, but... Can't you have those motivations and still not 
and still reserve the right not to be physically abused. And in many ways, think about me. Um, I'm a gossip columnist. I'm a down, dirty bitch. And people think lowly of gossip columnists. They think that we're shit disturbers, muckrakers, mm -hmm. lowlifes. So if someone punched me in the face, if I was with somebody, if, you know, if I was in a relationship and someone punched me in the face, well, then that would happen to me. Well, she deserved it. She talks shit about so many people and, you know, she goes on the social and she hates babies and she doesn't want to have kids and, you know, her gossip website is trash. Uh, so, you know, it would be probably pretty hard for me to convince somebody um, that I was a victim of domestic yeah. abuse or, it, you know, God forbid of domestic abuse or sexual assault or whatever, because I definitely don't have a so-called clean slate. Yeah. I'm not a perfect victim. Yeah. But those are those things what we were, what we've talked about before, which is just those things are not mutually exclusive. Okay. So we have um, a number of questions to get to. And so you're I'm reading, reading today, right? Yes. Okay. I so like it when you read it. It seems so much more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So dear Sasha and Lainey, here's our first question. I need your advice. My brother hasn't always been the luckiest in love, mostly because he falls into that too nice category. But now that he's getting older, I'm getting more and more concerned by the girls he brings home, specifically his latest girlfriend. He's 24 and she's 38, but the age difference is the least of my concerns. When I first saw her, my jaw almost dropped to the floor. Her hair is dark purple, so much makeup you could hardly see skin left, and one of the smallest outfits I've ever seen. She was practically naked. She's a single mom works as a shooter girl in some grimy bar a few towns over and has been married before. She's just so, I hate to say it, underclassy and I want more for him. How do I knock some sense into him because he even told my mom the other week before we met her that he thinks she's the one. Love, W. Okay, I, my first, like my first thought was while I was reading this was are we being trolled? Because... Anyway, I'm gonna let's operate <laughs> let's, let's on the assumption that, that we're, we're not. not being trolled. Okay. Okay. So to our reader, W, I think you're a bit of a judgy cow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fingers crossed she's a troll and doesn't really is really a person. <laughs> well, I, I I have to say that because I think it goes back to what we were talking about, that whole Amber Heard thing of just really judging someone on surface level. So what if this fucking girl has a short skirt on and of some fucking purple hair. Like I, I, this just feels so, it feels like I, I'm, I'm, a, I feel angry. So I'm just trying, why don't you take over? I just feel like this is just so dumb. Um, I, I'm of two, I'm of two positions. I think that there's one, and I understand this to a certain level where I think there's one way to feel when you are removed from a situation, right? As we are. And then when it's family and it's your brother or your mother or your father, then it's hard to, um, it's hard to maintain your moral, like, you know, Standing, like, whatever, yes. because all you have feelings involved and you want to protect the person. And we've all been conditioned socially to, unfortunately, you know, have preconceived notions about certain women with certain jobs, Right. I would be, here's the thing. I think that all of the things that she's mentioning 
that she objects to are very surface. Mm-hmm. So it's the color of the woman's hair, her clothing, her age, her um, job. and her job, as opposed to if she had said, um, oh, I ran into this woman and she was like, you know, right after work, went to the casino and was high rolling at the poker table and... You know, she's a single mom and that kind of thing. Or she came home me. smelling like booze. And- or, you know, I she was drinking and then I saw her get behind the co- wheel of a car or all, those things like I feel like Behavioral. that would be. Yes. You know, but this the the color of someone's hair and what they wear and, you know, even the job. I mean, you've said that this person is a single mom at 38. So her job is there so that she can support her child. As, you know, single mothers do what they need to do. You know, they they do what they need to do to raise their children. You know, they, you can't be fucking selective sometimes in life. Well, and this is, and part of this is like, you know, t- typically when we have um, letters like this, where I was like, well, we'd like to have some more. We'd like to have some more, um, more details. But I feel like this reader doesn't have any more details but this. So I really think this is quite straightforward, which is, um, as I said, you're a judgy cow, and I think that you need to, um, if you are, if you love your brother, oh goodness, okay, if you love your brother, then get to know her before you start slinging like your shit at her. Like that just seems, I just think it's so unfair, and I get it. As you said, we always want the best for our family members, um, and I, and I, for sure, I'm sure that W wants the best for her brother, but. To not give a girl a chance, it, it, I just feel Based sorry. Based on hair color. Hair color and short skirts and a job is just so unfair. And if you do love your b- brother, then I think it is in your best interest to get to know this girl before you pass judgment. Sure, she might be all the unclassy shit that you said she is once you get to know her. But until then, you're not allowed to make those comments. I think, you know, I think that if W had come to us with my brother is 24 and the person he's dating is 38 and I worry about stages in life, then that might be, might be a more valid concern, right? Because at 24, you have a different timetable for, you know, certain life markers. And at 38, it's different. A 24-year-old guy might want to have kids after he gets married so that so was that was like a 14 eight year mm-hmm. that's a 14 year age difference. So let's say if he gets to 30 and is ready to start a family, that would mean she's what 40 uh what 44 and like if if that is even a concern. I feel like that might be a more more valid way to come across with concern. Like I just, you know, there's differences and that's a legitimate thing to be like, hey, because he's just starting his career right now or, sure, you know, sure, he's sure. kind of immature. But that's um, not what this is. No, so definitely. I, I don't, is, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to stop make... Stop being nice. Just please. It's not that I'm being nice. I'm trying to like... I And in this case too, I also think that, um, yeah, you're right. There's hasn't been an attempt to get to know this woman. And not only that, but I don't know if there's been an attempt to understand where uh, this woman might be coming from, you know, um, again, with being a single parent um, and at 38 and dating again, 
we all talk about, we have talked about how it's harder and harder for women as they age because society tends to like favor, yeah, favor and not remember you anymore mm-hmm. as you get older. Uh, we, we did an interview on the social with um, Margaret Trudeau, who's Justin mm-hmm. Trudeau's mom, and she wrote a book and she talked about aging. She's in her 60s now, I think. And she, it was really interesting, the perspective that she had on catcalling. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so we, in our age or when we're younger, we're like, you pigs, disgusting, I hate you so much, don't fucking whistle at me, I'm more than a piece of meat. And 100%, that's actually how I feel. I was catcalled, I think, last year once, and I, oh, you know, the, I, I was going to take a feeling. sledgehammer and throw it across the road. Did Margaret Trudeau miss that? No, but here's what she said, and it gave me pause. She was like, I get it that it's disrespectful when you are catcalled. But when you are a 60-year-old woman and getting older, you become invisible. You are no longer considered attractive. You are no longer considered sexy or sexual. You do not feel like you are part of a whole segment of society. So I wonder if I was catcalled now whether or not I would have a different appreciation Mm -hmm. for it because at least it would mean that I was being noticed. And so... My whole point about a woman who's a single mom, who's of a certain age, 38, not that that's old, fuck, I'm older than 38, so I'm not about to call myself old, is there is a mindset where, you know, you already have a kid, you've already had a relationship, you feel like you're getting older. Sometimes that compulsion or sometimes that feeling makes you want to dress a certain way to be noticed, Mm -hmm. to not be invisible. And I think that if W maybe. Um, could extend that kind of thinking and that kind of courtesy to this other woman, it may give her a different perspective on how, why she dresses the way she does. And maybe, and that's what it is, right? I don't think um, the age thing is probably an issue because, yeah, she's 38. But maybe she's felt exactly invisible for other reasons because she's a single mom, because she's divorced. Um, X, Y, Z. And so it would, again, just go back to being like, get to know the chick before you uh, write her off and, and, and put further distance. Like if what you want is to um, support your brother and, and, and let him be happy, then try to peek into what makes him happy about this relationship. Um, th- that's what you do as a sister. That's what you do when you care about someone's happiness is you, you try to understand where they're coming from and what they see in the other person. And, um, yeah, I would hope you, you would give this girl a little chance because God, I'm sure when she, when they're all at a family gathering, this, this woman, this new girlfriend probably feels so uncomfortable. Um, so maybe she has a really slamming body and just wants to show it off and that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure she picks up on sister's vibe. Damn. Right? <laughs> I would just ask that like, be a little bit kinder. Rewind. Be kind. Great. Okay. Dear Sasha, obviously I'm writing because I have a dilemma. In short, I am a recently divorced 34-year-old woman on the cusp of a new and amazing relationship, but my family, and to a lesser extent, I'm afraid of the rebound factor. Here's the scoop. My ex-husband was a functional alcoholic who had multiple instances of infidelity. I was in a vulnerable place in my life when we got married, and though I hoped for the best, it didn't turn out that way. First time I discovered his infidelity, we'd been married for about a year and a half and I was devastated. We went to counseling and I really tore myself apart, read books, did worksheets, and made some tough discoveries about myself. In retrospect, 
He didn't acknowledge his substance abuse or the emotional issues that were driving that. Had a second instance of infidelity not occurred, I probably would have divorced him anyway since the alcohol abuse was escalating with no end in sight. Within a, within a few weeks of my discovery, I moved out and dug in to start recovering. Like before, I read books, tore myself apart with the goal of understanding how I got there and to make sure I never ended up there again. About four months after I moved out, I felt great and like I was myself again. Just as I was threatening to sign up for dating sites and get myself back on the market, I meet someone. Jay is a colleague who's three years younger than me, works on the opposite coast, and we met at a work conference. We talked for hours each night, ultimately resulting in a super fun hookup on the final night of the conference. That's hot. Love that. At the time, I thought it was just the type of lighthearted fling I needed to get my groove back, but we started texting and kept texting, then calling, then FaceTiming, and eventually we planned a trip together to meet in a centralish location. The trip went incredibly well as we explored, laughed, talked forever about everything, and yes, had more super fun hookups. And we've seen each other twice more since then, including on his home turf, where I met some of his family who were lovely and very excited for Jay. Two months in, Jay and I love each other. We've talked about our future. Our interaction is easy and fun. He's respectful, thoughtful, affectionate, straightforward, and open and makes me laugh till I hurt. We know we don't want to do long distance for a long time if it's not necessary, and it turns out that it may not be. My company has an open position that would allow me to live in the same city as Jay. As a logical, practical, type, typically risk-averse person, this type of proposition would normally scare me away. But in this instance, it strikes me as a perfectly good option that I want to pursue. My family, however, is dubious. In their minds, the rebound factor looms large because of my divorce, as well as the speed with which this new relationship has developed. I'm well aware of those factors too. I keep asking myself, is this crazy? What am I missing? So Sasha and Lainey, given the info I've shared about me and Jay, what questions should I be asking to make sure this is real and not just a rebound? What red flags should I be looking for? Alternatively, am I a jerk for expecting my family to be as excited as I am? Thanks for your help. K. K and J. <laughs> J. K met J and is in love with Jay and has an opportunity to move to be in the same city as Jay and have a job while doing it, but her family isn't supportive and thinks she's rushing into it. And Am I right to um, have taken that they've only seen each other three times kind of deal? I just want to, uh, I want to get clarity on yeah, that. Yeah, they first. had, they met at a conference, they hooked up at the conference and then... Um, two months in. Two mo then they planned a trip together. So they went to a trip, on a trip together and then they've, they've seen each other twice more since then. So four times in total. And the, uh, one of those times was in his home turf okay. and she met his family. Okay. So they've been texting, FaceTiming, emailing, and then, but the actual physical time they spent together yeah. was four times. So in those four times, you would think maybe two weeks, three weeks. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think, I think a couple of things. I congratulate Kay for doing all the work in her past relationship um, to the point where she's at now. That's fucking awesome. Like aces to you that you, I couldn't ask for anything better. Do I think she's in the right mind frame for a new relationship? Yeah, I do. But I don't know about this J guy. That's kind of the um, question here. And, and, you know, when you ask about red flags, I think some red flags having been in many a rebound relationship in my life is you ought to take some things, um, you ought to take some stock of some things. Uh, 
I'm just going to kind of just list them off and you add in too. Because so uh, if your relationship goes really quickly, like you guys are like knee deep in love, like in day two, I'm not saying that always ends up in a rebound relationship, but it's a sign. Another sign I would imagine would be if you're kind of, it's like hot one day and then it's fucking lukewarm the next, right? So it's like that kind of ebb and flow of like happy, sad, like it's like a bipolar relationship. You got to watch out for that. Um, I think if all he wants to do is fucking rail your ass all the time and doesn't want to get to know you, that's a red flag. Um, what are some other? He's ones? introduced her to her family. Yeah, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm his family. Sorry. Generically yeah. passing out things yes. that would be red flags. Yeah, general um, knowledge, garden variety, yes. red flags. Yeah, and so what's interesting about this is that those don't seem the only one that strikes me as a red flag is that they're wanting to get knee deep into this relationship really quickly because like two months. Four dates in 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 human interaction time isn't a lot. Um, do I think that she shouldn't get in this relationship? Absolutely not. I think you should totally go mm-hmm. um, hard into it and like move to the other side of the um, the country and do whatever you need to do and explore it. And I think what's so interesting about fucking love is like if it blows up in your face, it blows up in your face. If it works out, it works out. Like. That part you can never predict. What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? You kind of have to go in it a little bit blind. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you're looking for red flags, those would be my generic red flags. Right. Um. Well, I think, well, for me, I couldn't tell her not to do this. I can't tell you not to do this, Kay, because I did it. Oh. And I probably did it in a more reckless way than you because at least Kay has a job lined up. Um, so (laughs) my only question here, what should I, should I tell my story first or ask her question first? Okay. I will tell my story first. So I was in a relationship that was two and a half, three years long with a guy and living in Toronto. And I was sent on a business trip to Vancouver. On that business trip, I met Yasik. Um, well, I didn't meet him actually. He was like in a a session, a, a work session that I was leading. And so the only conversation that we had was work, like, he was like, how does that program work? You, it works like this, Yasek. <laughs> and, you know, how many stages of the XYZ compatibility do you have to go through to achieve XYZ results? Oh God, like, get to the those good shit, were the man. fucking conversations, <laughs> right. right? So then I go on this business trip. Um, he's in my session. Then I go come home. And I, to be honest, don't think about him ever again. <laughs> Um, two days after I get home, he emails me, hi, I really liked your session. (laughs) I thought you were great. And then I was like, I was like, oh, that hot guy. But in the moment, because I was working, I didn't really like process someone. And I was with somebody. Okay. Yasik and I started an email relationship or chain emailing back and forth every single day. I didn't know you were dating someone at the time. For three weeks. So you were emotionally cheating. Fuck yeah. Oh, I was more than emotionally cheating. So I was emotionally cheating on this person. For three weeks, we emailed. Then, you know, no. So for a couple of, a week we emailed and then we decided to start talking on the phone. So we would talk on the phone every night for two weeks until five o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning for him because he was in Vancouver. Then he was like, why don't you fly out? I'm going to fly you out. 
again, you're still with your boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Correct. I'm glad we were not <laughs> friends at that point. So I would have given you a I was 25 too. years old yeah, yeah, or yeah. 24 years old. Okay. 25 years old. So this is like, and then, so he flies me out to Vancouver and we spend the most blissful four days together and we fall completely in love to the point where I was like, I was so upset when I had to go back. But I'm still carrying on with the other guy in the sense of like, haven't broken up with the other guy yet, mm-hmm. but haven't been with him. Right. So I haven't broken up with this guy. And then I get back to Vancouver, uh, Toronto, and we're still talking on the phone, still emailing every day. And then Yasik flies me out again. And then he flies me out a third time. So this started in January. By April, I had been to Vancouver three times. Mm-hmm. Spent a total of 14 actual calendar days with Yasik. Yeah. And decided in May to move, to quit my job with no job lined up in Vancouver and oh, this move is really cute. from Toronto to Vancouver, mm-hmm. leave my parents, leave my friends, leave my job, go to Vancouver with no job just to be with this guy. Because I was like, I don't know how I will be able to go on with this lingering question mark. Right. So whatever, I moved to Vancouver, you know, whatever. And then we unfold. Then he proposed six months after that. We are, we are coming up on our 15th wedding anniversary. Right. So when you say how much actual time mm-hmm. uh, Jay and Kay have spent together, it doesn't matter how many physical days okay. because they've done their work in bonding over FaceTime and over the phone. And in many ways, I feel like that is their foundation. That certainly was the foundation for me and Yasik. The talking on the phone for three weeks before I flew out, you know, all those call, like all those calls, that was, there was not, he hadn't like touched me yet at mm-hmm. that point. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily believe in having to have an established physical togetherness. Um, so yes, this could totally work. And if you want to do it, I totally support it. Um, having said that, here's my question. Um, at 25, which is, or 24, 25, which is the age I was and I quit my job, it's a little bit different than 34 in terms of stages of career. So Kay, my only question that I think that you should be asking is this job opportunity. Is it a good one? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it seems like it's within the same company, right? It's within the so, same company. I didn't, you know, and maybe she just didn't want to reveal like and, and spend more time typing, but I want to make sure that this job opportunity is something that, you know, is decent, that is, has a future, has potential, has stability. Um, that's my only question because otherwise I'm in no position to tell it. Kay, I'm in no position to tell, tell Kay not to do it because I did it. I, listen, I'm not telling Kay not to do it either. It seems like all the clues point to that they have something really special but it's, I think it's important, as, as you do about the job, I think just kind of, uh, it would be good to do your due diligence before you drop everything and go. Um, and just get those red flags. You wanted some red flags. I gave you those red flags. Kind of, if those, if you can cross all those off the list as, as not a problem, then yeah, I'm like, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And when it comes to, um, you know, the other layer of your question, which was how, how should you react to your family not being super jazzed about it, which is like kind of what you want. Your, your family wants to just protect you. I wouldn't take it any more personal than that. But a good idea would be maybe 
um, flying his ass out um, and meeting the parents so that they get that they have a sense of relief, mm-hmm. um, that they feel comfortable that you're going to make these huge life decisions with this person. So maybe you know do them a favor and and have them meet so that they can see all the wonderful qualities. That's that you actually do. what Yasik did. So before oh, he's I just moved, like a most stand out stand up person <laughs> ever. Before I moved from Toronto to Vancouver, he flew from Vancouver to Toronto and met my parents. Oh my God, what so did they your mom could put say? eyeballs. What did on your mom say when 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 this was all going on? Because she must have known that you were dating. She didn't someone. love it. They didn't love it. They were just like, um, okay, like, but they couldn't. She knew I. She couldn't stop me. I was like yeah. so far gone. But he did fly, ha- like meet them. And so they, you know, could see who this person was. And then we were off. And like I said, I mean, knock on wood, we're coming up on our 15th wedding anniversary. So like, yeah, who am I to tell you? Okay, I can't, you know, I'd be a hypocritical fucking bitch if I said no. So go for it. But ask the questions about the job, the career, meet the parents. And good luck. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Next question. Credit us at your wedding speech. Um, Okay, next question. Hi, Sasha. I'm a virgin, completely lacking in romantic and sexual experience relationships outside of a couple of makeouts at a club and a number of dates I can count on one hand. I'm really self-conscious and frustrated about it, especially as my 25th birthday is approaching. In particular, I felt more and more like a third wheel with my girlfriends when they talk about sex and relationships, and I feel like I have nothing I can contribute. I do masturbate and I objectively know that a large part of this, um, this, my frustration is probably horniness, but I also feel like I am lagging behind my peers. In September, I am studying in London, UK for a year, and I'm hoping to make a foray into possibly dating. I've always been an introverted, shyer persona who struggles in social settings, which makes meeting guys hard enough on its own. So meeting guys in a foreign country is exponentially even more nerve wracking. It feels like my timing has never lined up regarding sex and dating. I would prefer to have sex the first time with someone I know and who actually cares about me, whether as a friend or romantic partner, rather than a stranger. But at the same time, I refuse to inch closer and closer to 30 and still be a virgin. Personally, I'm this close to just hooking up with something, someone, hot in the fall to get it over with. But at the same time, I realize I probably wouldn't feel good about myself after a one-night stand. What do I do? Do you have any advice regarding learning how to date or at least how to stop feeling so crummy about myself? Thank you. E. Let's call her E. Okay. Um, uh, wow. I have so many complicated feelings <laughs> about this because I have like, I have, I'm a, ugh, I, I could go one way or the other. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I, and I think that's what E is feeling too. That complication that like, you know, that uh, devil angel on either side. She's like, I want to fucking rip this shit off like a bandaid, stick yeah. it in. Or I want this romantic moment with a guy that I care about. I can say that my first time was like, was basically like 90210 Donna. Like it was Donna Martin. Like it was 
so nice and so really wonderful. oh my god yes I you're then, probably the first person one of the few people I've met whose first time was good because like, okay but let me let me rewind here because it all of the aesthetics were really nice um but the actual fucking doing of it like I don't like that's not special that's like the penetration yeah that shit's not good the first time like so that's what I want to say to our reader like yes I, I my gut for her and and I think her gut is speaking throughout this whole letter to us, which is she does want to wait. She does want to wait to find not the one, but someone that you know respects her. She respects to have like a moment. Um, but the actual like in and out of that shit, like th- that's not going to be magical. I just want to give you the heads up. Like that's not going to be. Uh, like, it could be okay. It, no, no. Let let me tell you why. Okay, it could be. I mean, I don't know. Listen, for me. I just don't want her to be disappointed if it's no, not. I want her to know that. But the reason, the difference, I think, between her, between E and maybe us and most of the, um, col- like, you know, the polling that we, you and I have done is because, you know, we were younger and we weren't touching and pleasuring ourselves. And she clearly told us that she masturbates. Which is one up on a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I, if I was a better masturbator before I lost my virginity, like if I knew how to finger swirl and fucking do the shit that I do to myself that like in under 30 seconds can, you know, I can get off on, yeah. I would have been more assertive my first time, my first few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and known, you know, how to get to a place of pleasure and communicate that. So I think that she's ahead yeah. for, of us. Well, that's what, yeah, you're totally right on about that because you could have, there's chicks who, uh, there's people who have fucking sex all the time and still don't, yeah, exactly, yeah. know what pleasure is. So yes. she knows what pleasure is. She is probably, yes, ahead of her peers. So I don't want her, how she's like, oh, I don't want to feel bad. Don't feel bad. You've felt good. You know how to make yourself oh, feel yeah. good. So that's great. Um, but when it comes to actually fucking doing the deed with a guy I think just wait it out and fuck you're going to London you're gonna see so many hot oh my dudes. god that is so many mecca. hot guys that in is London. The oh. mecca so you know you're Maybe 20 our type though I, she's moving there it'll be her type there's lots of types there to be had um so instead of feeling bad about herself and like oh I'm not good enough oh my god you are like you are embarking on some like a really exciting time in your life um, so I would be really confident that, um, I'd be really confident that you have everything going for you right now. And, um, yeah, it might take some time to find the right person to do it with, but you'll, you'll find someone. And I don't mm-hmm. think you need to be on some fucking timeline. You don't have to be on a timeline right now. No. And I, I don't even feel like the sex part of this question is to me the crux of this question. Mm. E, you've described yourself as somewhat of an introvert and, for me, I feel like this, this decision to move on your own to London mm-hmm. is your first step in addressing whatever it is that you feel needs to change. So I want to congratulate you. Wow. I'm actually not worried about you at all, and yeah. I don't think you should be worried. You, a, a self-described introvert who doesn't really feel comfortable in social situations, you have voluntarily put yourself in a position where you're going to a foreign country to this great new city. You don't know anybody. You did that. Yeah. So you something already, was asking, something about right. you was asking I'm for so that. I'm so excited yeah. for you. And so 
in light of that, I'm not even worried about the sex thing for you and meeting people because I think that you've already made probably the biggest step that needs to be made. You made a change Mm -hmm. and you're going and everything is going to be different. You know, everything is going to be unpredictable. Everything is going to be fresh. Um, And so I, you know, hit us up maybe like two months after you get to London if you're and then still we'll talk feel- about all the dick you're flagging. Exactly. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the D because right now, E, there are a lot of people who couldn't do what you did or yeah. are doing. There yeah. are many, many, many people. Like, listen, you could say that I left my family and my job. I did it for a guy. What a you know? loser. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did yeah. it for a guy. You know, I had a reason. You have, you have this great question mark that mm. you're going to, which is even like – it's, it's 20, 200 times more courageous. Yeah. And so, yeah. She's in the God, prime of her I'm life. I'm so do, stoked for you. Yeah, she's in the prime of her life doing the prime of what she should yes. be doing. So enjoy it and and invite what's to come and and, and be excited about oh my um, God, the future. So, yeah, like, I know. I can't even tell you if, yeah. There's something, if there, like, I mean, I, I have lots of regrets. I think like that's part of, you know, everyone I fucking dated practically is a regret. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I know a lot of people who did that thing, you know, moving abroad and living on your own for my cousin Kat did, I it. did she, it. She went to London. I lived in London, England for a year and a half by yourself. I'm, t- I'm telling you, exactly. you're going to have the time of your life. I didn't, I never did that. I've traveled, but I never did that whole independence on my own thing. And man, E, I just, you're yeah, a step ahead. You're, you're a step, step ahead. ahead. So good luck. Um, Keep us posted. Just, but you have go and have fun, whether or not it, inv- it like whether or not it involves the D you're just doing and this I, great I, thing. I have a feeling that you're probably going to put some like of your oh favorite God, porn like links. English D. Oh, my porn links? Yeah, that would oh, probably help her To out. help her masturbation? Yeah. Because, and thank you for sharing so openly that you, you know, f- masturbate and have understood your own pleasure and your own, what makes you go. Because, yeah, I th- we all need to talk about that more. Maybe I will share my, 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 my current favorite. Oh, you have a current, not that. I change all the time. Okay, well, why do you think on that? <laughs> we'll link to it. And thank you for joining us again today. And keep your questions coming to Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. Oh, I think maybe the newest oh. one I have is the babysitter. Like the guy, like, yeah. Is it that same guy that you really like? No, it's a new guy. Okay. The same guy I really like retired. He doesn't well, do porn sometimes anymore. Sometimes your dick has to retire so This storyline like is about the babysitter who's really hot and then, like, the college-age son and the babysitter is college age too. And then he comes home and she's still, anyway, whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. Um, check us out on iTunes and leave your rating and your reviews and your comments and continue to email us. Uh, Sasha can be reached at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.